Hey, what's up, everybody? Merry Christmas. This is Michael Ogbana, and you're listening to A Day in the Life of Augie. Thank you so much for listening. Um, I would like to welcome all the new listeners. I hope you are enjoying all these episodes. These are my weekly thoughts and my lessons learned from my daily experiences. And honestly, that vague um, subtitle gives me the freedom to talk about whatever I want. (laughs) And that's how I wanted it to be. You know, I didn't want to be constricted. So that's how this podcast is going to be. But anyways, this is going to be a good episode, especially leading into Christmas. Uh, Right now, it's December 22nd, um, 12 o'clock p.m. I'm about to head to work, but I wanted to record this real quick because I've been um, thinking about it for a while. And I want you guys to, um, I really want you guys to think about this, you know. The Bible says in Daniel, I think it's 11.32, it says that those that know their God will be strong and they will do exploits. It's Daniel 11.32, I believe. It says those who know their God will be strong and do exploits. And so, obviously, we want to know God, right? We want to know God for ourselves. We don't want to know him based off of what our parents have told us or based off even what our pastor have told us. We want to know him for ourselves. We want to have our own personal relationship with God, you know. And I feel like if there's anything that you could get from this Christmas, I believe that the best thing you can get is to get to know God for yourself. I think that, it, you know, if God is worth getting to know, uh, he, he, should, he should be known. And it's it's interesting because a lot of people, um, they have these pretty much assumptions of how God is and who God is. And most of those assumptions come from people that don't even believe in God. They have all these opinions about a God that they don't even think is real, you know. But, uh, you know, some people think even Christians, they think that God is just mysterious and we can't ever understand what he does. We just leave it up to chance. And, you know, some people think that God is just this distant God who um, he's just up there in the sky, but he doesn't really care about, you know, people down here and, you know, humans or whatever. He's just kind of just doing his own thing. But uh, that's far from the truth, honestly. I've known God, you know, since I was little. And obviously, I've gotten to know him more and more as I've gotten older. And I want to tell you that he's the best person you'll ever meet. And I'm I'm sure you're wondering, how can you meet God? Like, there's no way. Um, And why would God even care about us, like, enough for us to want to know him, you know? And why would he even want to know us? (laughs) The Bible says in Psalms 8, 4, this is David. He said, what is mankind that you are mindful of them? He's talking about God. What is mankind that you are mindful of them and human beings that you care for them? That's in the NIV version. What is mankind that you are mindful of them? Like what what are we as humans that you even care about us, Lord? And he said, what are human beings that you care for them? Why, Why would a God care about us so much? In another version, it says, who are human beings that you would visit them? It says that in the King James. And, you know, I think that's powerful because, like, as we're going into Christmas, we're celebrating the birth of our Savior, Jesus Christ. And, you know, 
the whole point of Christmas is because the Bible says in John 3.16, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whoever believes in him will not perish but have everlasting life. You know, God saw mankind and all the trouble that we were going through, all the misery, all the all the sin, and he sent Jesus as the solution to that problem. He sent Jesus to come to earth as a baby. He grew up, lived a sinless life, and then he died on the cross. We were supposed to be the ones that died on the cross. He died on the cross in our place. He was the sacrifice for our sins. And then he died, and three days later, he rose again. That's Easter. So Christmas is when he came. Easter is when he died. And he rose again, and now he's alive today. And anyone that believes that message, he come, when you believe that and you have faith and you ask him to come into your heart, he comes into your heart, and you can, you, you know, you're what they call born again. And God makes himself even more real to you. And I would say that's the first step. Uh, of getting to know God for yourself is you have to be born again. You have to invite him into your heart. You have to believe in what Jesus did for you. You know what I'm saying? I heard one preacher say that, you know, what we do with Jesus's first coming will determine what he does with us in his second coming. And I'll say that one more time. What we do with Jesus at his first coming will determine what he does with us at the second coming. Because Jesus is coming back again soon, but he's not coming back as a little baby. He's coming back as the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. And everyone that has made their their relationship with God sure, everyone that has given their life to the Lord, they will go up together with him in heaven. And unfortunately, everyone that hasn't, that has rejected Christ, they will spend eterni- eternity in hell, unfortunately. And that's why it's important that we, you know, people that are born again, that are saved, that we tell people that <laughs> you don't have to live in eternity in hell. God never created hell for anybody. You know, God doesn't want anyone to go to hell. He doesn't want anyone to perish. But the only way to heaven is to accept Jesus into your heart and become born again. That's the whole point of Christmas. So once you get born again, though, You know, you still have to get to know this God. You know what I'm saying? You have to get to know him for yourself. Like you might know about him and you might like him enough to, you know, give your life to him. But do you know his character? Like, do you know his will for your life and his will and his agenda on the earth? Like, and I feel like uh, sometimes this can be seen as mysterious or, you know, obviously you hear things like, oh, God works in mysterious ways. And yeah, maybe sometimes we don't know exactly how God is going to do something, but we know his will. We know his character. You know, there's certain things that we know God wouldn't do. Like, for example, well, let me, I'm getting ahead of myself, but look, the Bible says in Hebrews 1, it says that in the past, this is Hebrews 1 verse 1 and 2. It says, in the past, God spoke to our ancestors through the prophets and at many times in various ways. But in these last days, he has spoken to us by his son. And the Bible says in verse two, this is Hebrews one, verse one and two. It says, um, for word. So it says that the exact representation of his being. What is that saying? It's saying that 
Jesus is literally the exact representation of God, the Father. And it also is saying that in the past, God spoke to us through the prophets and other ways. But in the end times, in these last days, he's speaking to us through his son. So what is that saying? If you want to know Jesus, if you want to know Jesus, or if you want to know God, rather, you can know him by seeing how Jesus acted and and, and walked and, and how he talked and everything that Jesus did, because you can know that whatever Jesus did is how God is what God would have done and how he is. You know, um, there was a passage in John 14 and, um, you know, Jesus was saying that he I am the way, the truth and the life and nobody can come to the father except through me. You know, and then one of his disciples asked him, hey, Jesus, uh, can you please show us the father? And Phil, he uh, he told the guy he was like, I've been with you this whole time and you're still wondering, you're still wanting to see the father. He said, just what Jesus said, he said, let me tell you, if you have seen me, you have seen the father. He said, if you have seen me, you have seen the father. Don't you know that I am in the father and the father is in me? And so he was replying to that guy that said, show me the father. He said, if you see me, if you see the things that I do, if you see the things that I say, then you know then that I, I this is the father, you know, the father would do the same thing, in other words. And so uh, I think that's amazing to see because a lot of times we think God is mysterious, but if we just read the Bible and see what Jesus did, we can know that's how God is. And so, you know, let me ask you something. Did you ever see Jesus walk around and put sickness on people and make people sick? Did you ever see Jesus do that? No, obviously you didn't. Every, every word Jesus went, he healed all that were sick. The Bible says that how God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Spirit and power who went about around doing good and healing all who were oppressed of the devil. So Jesus never put sickness on people. He always went around healing people. So you can never claim that when you get a sickness, it came from God because Jesus never did that. Jesus never on his in his 33 years on the earth, he never put sickness on anybody. So when you're sick, you don't blame God and say, God, why did you put this sickness on me? No, that's not the God. Sickness doesn't come from God. Sickness comes from sin and the enemy. And so I know did Jesus ever go up to someone and condemn them? you know, for their sins and make them feel bad for their sin. You know, no, he never did. He always forgave them and showed compassion to sinners. And then he would say, maybe go and sin no more. You know, like the people, when the woman was caught in adultery, everyone was saying this woman deserves to be stoned. And Jesus said, he who is without sin, throw the first stone. And nobody, nobody threw the stone. Everyone was gone. And the the you know the adulterer was like where are my accusers or I can I think Jesus asked her where are your accusers and she said they're all gone and he, and then you know he told her that she's forgiven and that you know her sins are washed away but to go and sin no more he didn't make her feel bad he you know showed compassion towards her so God doesn't want when you feel condemned that's not the Lord God doesn't condemn you God always will convict you. And he'll always show you the way out. He'll always say, don't do this, do this, you know. 
and he'll always forgive you and show compassion. And so I'm just giving you examples because you can know the father by what Jesus did. So I feel like it should be a motivation to want to know what Jesus did and what he said. He literally told everyone, he told us, he said, I do, I do nothing unless the father tells me to do it. I say nothing unless the father tells me to say it. So you can have confidence when you're reading the gospels, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, that anything that you saw Jesus do, God would do the same thing. Can I get it? Amen. You know what I'm saying? Another thing is, did Jesus ever say that if you serve him, your life is going to be hard and stressful and you're, you know, you're just going to be have a terrible life? <laughs> no. John 10, 10, Jesus said the thief has come to steal, kill and destroy. But I have come, Jesus said, that you may have life and have it more abundantly. And then it says in Matthew eleven twenty eight, it says, um, you know, Jesus said, come unto me, all you who are weary and burdened. And he said, I will give you rest. He said, take my yoke upon you and learn from me. He said, learn from me for my I am gentle and humble in heart and you will find rest for your souls for my yoke is easy and my burden is light. That's what Jesus said. What happens when you come to him, that his yoke is easy and his burden is light and that you will find rest for your souls. You will not be stressful. You will not have anxiety. You will have rest for your souls. Amen. So anyways, you know. So we're talking about God's character, right? And you can learn God's character by watching Jesus. Jesus said, if you've seen me, you've seen the Father. So if you get to know Jesus, you'll get to know the Father, God. And so another thing we want to know is the will of God. How do we know the will of God? How do we know what God's will is in certain situations? Like I was saying, you can know if you're, you know, if you're questioning whether God wants to heal you or not. You know, you can know that God's will is to heal because obviously Jesus never, Jesus always healed people. And actually somebody came up to Jesus and, and um, you know, pretty much he was asking for healing. If you're willing, he asked Jesus, if you're willing to heal me, will you please heal me? And God, Jesus said, I am willing. So you know from that that God is willing to heal you. So when you start to question, is it God's will to heal you? You can know that's a lie from the enemy because it is God's will to heal you because <laughs> you saw Jesus do it. And, you know, obviously God's will is his word. And so whatever you see in the word of God, you can know that it's the will of God. And so this should be a motivation to everyone listening to get to know what God said. You know, you, you know, a lot of us are here, the lies of people's opinions. We hear the lies of people that don't even like God or are mad at God. And they tell you what to think about God. God is this. God killed my family member. God. No, no, you don't. That's a lie from the enemy that they're believing. God didn't kill anyone. God is actually the one that wants to help you. You know, the devil would love to slap you in the face and make sure you think that God did it. But God is God is on your side and God is fighting for you. God is the one that you need to call out to. And he's the only one that can help you out of whatever situation you're in. You know, so these are a couple of things like God's will for us is to be healthy. His will for us is to be healthy. His will for us is not to be sick. His will for us is to be healthy. It says in John 3, 
the third John chapter one, verse two. He said, Beloved, I wish above all things that you would prosper and be in health, even as your soul prospers. This is um, the apostle. This is John talking. He said, Beloved, I wish above all things that you would prosper and be in health, even as your soul prospers. That's third John chapter one, verse two. And so we can know that God's will is for us is to be healthy. Um, you can know that God's will is for us is to be prosperous and financially blessed because it says that the blessing of the Lord makes a man rich and he adds no sorrow. That's Proverbs 10, 22. There's so many scriptures in the Bible that show us what God really thinks. What is God's will? You know what I'm saying? You can know that it's not God's will for anybody to go to hell because in Second Peter 3, it says, that God is not being slow concerning the promise of coming back. It says that he is being patient for our sake. It says he does not, he is not willing that anyone should perish, but that everyone would come to the knowledge of the truth. He doesn't want anyone to perish. So you know that it's not God's will for anybody to go to hell. You know what I'm saying? And so um, these are just so many examples. And so I'm going to close because I've just been talking for a while. But, you know, there's so much in the word. And I would say if you could get anything this Christmas, get to know God for yourself. Get to know him for who he really is. He is not some mad, angry God that doesn't love that doesn't like you and it gets mad at you. He actually loves you so much and he has a great plan for your life and he wants you to get to know him. He wants you to get to know him for who you who he really is. You know what I'm saying? And some of you might be, you know, you got to think if your life isn't lining up to the will of God, what God's will for it is, you know, that's not really God's fault. The Bible says, um, and, uh, you know, I think the disciples were asking Jesus, how do we pray? How can we pray? And one thing that he said is pray that God's will, which is done on earth, God's will that is done God, so he's pretty much said to pray that God's will that is in heaven is done on earth. And so whatever you see in heaven is how God wants it on earth. And, uh, you know, is there any sickness in heaven? Is there any uh, poverty in heaven? Or, you know, are the streets of heaven paved with like dirt and, you know, uh, asphalt and, and potholes like in New Orleans? Or is it paved with streets of gold? <laughs> You know what I'm saying? Are the gates made out of rusted metal or is it made out of rubies and diamonds and stuff? So you know that God's will is for us to prosper. And that's the whole point of Christmas. That's the whole point of why Jesus came. Jesus came to return us and empower us to live a life that God in originally intended for us. Jesus sent God sent Jesus to the earth. And, um, and when we accept him into our heart, we can actually live a life the same way Jesus did on this earth. And so that's God's will. And so, you know, the Bible says in Hosea 4, 6, that my people are destroyed for a lack of knowledge. My people are destroyed for a lack of knowledge. And so if you don't know these things about God, you're going to, um, number one, you're going to live confused. You're going to think that God is 
God is mad at you. You're going to think that God is putting sickness on you and he he just has a terrible plan for your life and you're going to be destroyed. But the Bible says that he that knows their God will be strong and do exploits. (laughs) And so that's why we need to know our God so that we can be strong and do exploits. Um, I just pray that everyone listening to this podcast, you will have a desire just to get to know God for who he really is. And obviously we can know that Jesus is the radiance of the father. He's the exact representation of the father. And when we get to know Jesus and we see Jesus for who he really is, we'll see God for who he really is. And um, I pray this Christmas will be one of the best Christmases you ever have. I pray that you will just see Jesus as just a loving God that has a wonderful plan for your life. And um, I pray that this is the best Christmas you ever have in Jesus name. Thank you guys for listening. If this really helped you, I want you guys to share this with three people that you think it'll help. And um, just subscribe to the podcast and stay tuned because I'm going to stay consistent. Love you guys. Thanks for the support. It's a day in the life of Aggie.